BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? What's your name? <laughs> I'm what's going on with you today? What do you want to talk about? Well, so I had a question. Um, oh, God, this is going to sound so bad. So in an unnamed location, I may have masturbated on a helicopter very near several guys. But they didn't see it and they didn't know what happened. So is it gay? What was the context of being in the helicopter in the first place? War. You were fighting in a war. Yes. Riding in a helicopter. Correct. Masturbating in the helicopter. Briefly. Yeah, that's a little gay. Yeah, but they didn't know, and, like, it wasn't about them. It was just kind of this primal urge, you know? How are you How are you able to masturbate in a helicopter? A helicopter is, like, a, such a compact space. And also, well, okay, hello. Were you, are you, were, are you, a, were you a soldier? I, no, yes, military, not soldier. Okay, you were, you were in, so you, a, uh, you were like you're wearing all this like fucking combat gear. You have an AK forty seven yeah. strapped to your back, and you somehow find a way to pull your dick out and masturbate. Yeah, well, I mean, there's several layers, and you know, granted, not everybody could make that happen. It does take some skill, but uh, I mean, does that make it less gay because it takes more skill? Are you still in the army? No. Why? Yeah, it just didn't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long were you in the army for? Twelve years. What year out of the twelve years was the year that you masturbated in the helicopter? I plead the fifth. Where did you ejaculate? Did you ejaculate? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, what's the point if you don't? Where did you ejaculate? Just out the window. I mean, probably stuck to the side of the thing because we were flying. You're, okay, there, dude, there's, there's no way in hell that you ejaculated out the window of a helicopter 
with a filled with people without anybody knowing. There's just no way that you did that. Well, so it's going to be hard to explain, but when you're wearing night vision goggles, it throws your depth perception way off. So you can't see anything within 10 feet of you, and your field of view is very restricted. You can only see far out. So so nobody's looking inside. So you see everybody wearing night vision goggles, and you go, Well, I mean, I was wearing them, too. Oh, you were wearing them, too. So, I mean, could you even see your penis, then? No, God, no. You don't need to see your dick to masturbate. This is crazy that our tax dollars go to this. Well, you know, it wasn't really... You shouldn't think of it like the tax dollars are paying for masturbation. It was just kind of a symptom of the environment. How so? Hard to explain unless you've been there. I'm telling you, I bet somebody in chat has experienced a combat boner. So you're saying that war makes you horny? No, not quite. Not in that sense. It, you can get a physical reaction. You ever heard of a NARB, no apparent reason boner? Yes, yeah, I know what, I know what that is. You, you, could, you could have something similar to that, but like... Think of being stimulated to the max, but then also you have, like, the vibrations of a helicopter. I don't know. So it was the helicopter that made you horny? Maybe. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're not in the military anymore. Yeah, me too. What do you do now? Little of this, little of that, you know? That sounds like you do a whole lot more of jacking off. A lot, Gek. I masturbate a lot, yeah. Do you do anything? Are you a real person? Are you fucking with me? No, I I actually, I swear, true story. Okay. Um, tell me more about combat boners. What? Why do you think they occur? <clears throat> I don't know. I Like a few people that I had talked to have experienced them and acted upon them. Not quite in that manner. Looking back, not the best call. But I just think there's something to do with really tapping into that primal caveman that's inside of all of us. And if you let that guy really get a hold of everything, he's going to want to jerk off, you know? There's no cave woman around to go bring you back to your cave. You're surrounded by guys for a year. There should be some kind of Call of Duty kill streak reward that just makes the opposing team all get a boner. Maybe like a tactical boner nuke. Tactical boner nuke. Do yeah. you have a do you tell me about your life now? What do you do? And don't say a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> I'm trying to not uh really dox myself here you know what i mean but uh i you've already you've already doxed yourself you're the guy who masturbated in a helicopter that's you yeah that's true and uh, And nobody cares about your first and last name they already know much deeper information about you yeah i'm a helicopter masturbator well i work at a small shop in a pretty rural area Mm -hmm. and live a very slow life now okay 
Is that enjoyable for you? No, I fucking hate it. Um, why do you hate it? I'm trying to figure that out, Jack. Not, uh, not a whole lot of happiness in life ever since that year. Okay, so I'm gonna guess it was year twelve. No, it was. I think it would have been ten. Okay, so when you say not a whole lot of happiness since that year, you mean the year that you masturbated in the helicopter? Yeah, yeah, just the the whole year surrounding that incident, yeah. Okay, why is that? I don't know. Nothing, uh... I I think that's kind of the, the side effect of it is you, for this year, I feel like you just use up so much of your body's adrenaline you've just this roller coaster of emotions you're you're working days straight you get a few hour nap got to wake up go on a mission go 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 you can never really think of anything and then you get home all in the span of like a week you go from that life to a grinding halt and everything is slow and nothing's scary and you're just a normal person again. And that is very difficult to deal with. So you miss the excitement of warfare. Yeah, but I don't miss war. It, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, man. I, and you know, it was a whole pointless war anyway, but I don't want to get into that side of things there, but what war, what war is this? Or what are we, are, are you, were you in Iraq? One of the countries that we were in the past 20 years. Damn, dude. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's the, that's the U.S. engaging in biological warfare right there. Just coming on another country blatantly. Do you think they, like, do you think they trained me to do that and I didn't even know it? Um, No. Do you have a family? Do you have friends? Friends? Uh, no family. Okay. Um, what do you think would make your life more exciting, man? I'm trying to figure that out, too. How long have you been out of the military for? A couple of years now. And the whole time you've just been hanging out in this small town? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, did, try did, to did, find work after the military is the hardest part. Did they give you any money? How do they, uh, how do they, do, do, are we at a point where, I don't know any of this shit, are we at a point where, like, if you're a veteran, you get a bunch of money, or do you not get money? No, no, you have to, you, you have to do a full... <laughs> Yeah, if they found out what I did in the helicopter, I mean, yeah. for sure not. But you, you have to do. You a gotta, I mean, you did twelve. You have to do a full what? You did twelve years. You got to do twenty plus. You got to do twenty plus. Yeah. yeah. God damn. So all right. Yeah. So you just left, and they were like, "All right, see so you go work at McDonald's." Yeah, pretty much. I mean, what well, you got to turn in some uniforms and stuff, but then when you get out, you can, you can, uh, you know, grow facial hair, smoke pot, and get fat. Um, that's not so bad. Uh, you can do that without going into the military. I know, I know yeah, firsthand. It, 
Yeah, nobody really told me that. Um, let's see. So, in these past two years, have you done anything to make an attempt to spice up your life in any way? Mm. Not really. Um, I think I was just trying to establish my new life, you know, get a house, get a source of income coming. And Mm -hmm. honestly, for the first year, I was just trying to not kill myself. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that occupied, uh, you just, I, I, it's hard to explain. It just, I felt so emotionally neutral that even, even if you brought me to Six Flags, I would just look at a roller coaster and think it looks boring, you know. You know, you know. I feel like the old guy from the Six Flags commercials, when he's not at Six Flags, is also actively trying every day not to kill himself. It's a good point. Maybe I should dance like him. Um. Yeah, man. So you come home after a twelve-year tour of, of around the country, and you're just—it's a total different environment. You're not around people every single day like you were. Uh, you're not as uh, you say, go go go, and having your, you know, your your brain and your body are far more I- idle than they were before, and it's driving you, it drove you fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that about sums it up. Uh huh. So, um, are you still in? And it's okay if you are. Are you, are you still in this, like? I'm trying every day just to just to get through the day mode. No, uh, that that got better a bit, maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. Quit drinking, quit smoking, mm-hmm. quit doing a lot of stuff, just trying to be healthier and mm-hmm. uh, just. I mean, it it just takes time, you know. There's 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 nothing you can really do to just turn that ship around in a month. Mm-hmm. Everything takes time. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I mean the go 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 nature. It's it's really just it's really just this idea that um, for certain certain people like a slow life, and then there's certain people where you know if they're not constantly being stimulated and out and about and achieving objectives and doing things. The, you know, their their brain just goes to, to dark places when it doesn't have a thing to do, you know? Yeah, I'm so, not really like that Gek. Like, I don't, I don't really want the go-go-go anymore, but that's... I don't really know what I do want. That's kind of the side effect of it, but really, I just keep wishing I could be left the hell alone and go somewhere and not be a slave to the 9 to 5. I didn't I didn't know how bad everybody had it out here. This shit sucks. Mm. So you just don't want to be a slave to your 9 to 5. No, god no. Did you did you save any money over the course of the 12 years? Oh, gek, I blew that so hard. Are you kidding me? What'd you blow it on? Uh, house and then a car. Oh, I wouldn't consider buying a house to be blowing money. Yeah, but do we really need houses? You know, I, I think all the time, what if I didn't have this place? I could get in a van and drive the country or travel the world. I don't know. How, how much was the house? 
it was cheap. It's a rural area. It was like two hundred and two hundred and thirty-nine thousand, two hundred forty thousand, something like that. Buying cash? No, no, financed a lot of it. All right. How much money did you put down on the house? Actually, none. Uh, when when you're in the military and you do a deployment, you are eligible for a VA home loan, and that's a zero down, low interest rate loan. So it doesn't make a ton of sense to even really put your money up front on it anyway. Oh, okay. But you have equity in the house. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, could you could you feasibly rent it out or sell it and use the money to get a van and travel around? I thought about that, but what happens if the furnace goes out and you're in the middle of nowhere? You know what I mean. You mean the furnace? That's your car? responsibility as a land. I don't want to be a scumbag landlord. If I could rent this place out for just what it cost me, and know that I wouldn't have any complications, I would do that. I would never okay. do it for profit. Okay. But what about yeah? What about you have um, a responsibility for your renter? What about, uh, I mean, could you sell the house then and just take the equity and, and buy a van? Yes, but what do I do after that gig? Let's say I travel for a year or two. You know, I'm not exactly young. You can add it up by the time I was in the military. You get back, you still don't have a job. You probably burned up the money from the equity in your house. You're back at square one. Yeah. It is true. It is true. We live in a universe where you need to figure out some way to make enough money to eat food and not die. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea. How much money do you need to eat food and not die? Where am I eating? Uh, the, the bare minimum that you need that you'd be happy with, uh, but you also won't have to have a job. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to imagine if you're on the road, you can't exactly be preparing all of your meals because you've got restricted space. So it's probably going to be more expensive. Probably more around the four, four hundred bucks, three, three, four hundred bucks a month. Three to four hundred bucks a month. If I. I, I've never really lived down the road, you know, but I'm, I'm just guessing food is more expensive if you're trying to stay traveling. You can't, you don't have a full size fridge in a pantry, you know. Listen, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm playing Dave Ramsey here because it's fun, but um, <laughs> that's all right. I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I, I like. Listen, I, I, I think you could figure it out. Is what I'm saying. You know, you have all right. So you so you don't you you when you said I blew my money, I thought you meant you spent it all on coke. No, I mean, a little bit on coke for sure. A little bit on acid, mm -hmm. some fun trips in there. But no, have you ever spoke to a real therapist? Do they give you like health insurance and shit? Yeah. And the the first therapist I talked to uh, the second time she saw me, she said she got moved elsewhere. Okay. So then they get, they assigned me to a different one, and then I opened up to her, and then she got transferred. And by the time I got to the third one, I was sick of the system. And then by the time I got to the fourth one, and I opened up to her, she said, Jesus Christ, I don't know what to say. So you went through the, the therapy ringer? Tried. All right. 
Um, well, again, it sounds like you're doing. It sounds like you're doing well. It sounds like you're doing better. If you went from, uh, I'm trying every day not to kill myself to, you know, I'm doing okay. Right. I just don't want to work a job. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the default of of all people, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, what else, man? What else? While I have you on the phone. I don't know. I, I didn't really plan past the jerking off in a helicopter. I thought I thought that was kind of going to be the focus of it. We we really went a lot deeper there than I pictured. Yeah. I mean, jerking off in the helicopter, pretty it's pretty fucked funny. Up, right? It's pretty funny, but it's I don't know if um, we could have talked about it for 20 whole minutes. No. Even, even no, though I we mean, sort of did. Yeah. Yeah. It, pretty pretty s- small amount of time to talk about it for 20 minutes but uh yeah i still i don't i we you've talked about all these things and i i almost i feel i feel as though we should end this phone call with some form of resolution you know oh, there's, we have no, there's no resolution yet, there's no. no resolution of any kind of anything at all uh, not not today but uh who's to say what tomorrow brings that's a resolution yeah, that's optimistic. Yeah, I, I'll leave you with I'm not planning to to leave us here anytime soon. Not, okay, not right great, now, anyway. great, great. That's I would say that's a good resolution. Yeah. Mm. Um, what's your name again? <laughs> I'm not saying that again. <laughs> All right. Well, how many times did you tell me over the course of the call? I think I think maybe once at the beginning, but uh, right. you know, whatever. I'm gonna call you Bruce. Because yeah, I, I could just have everyone tell me to not tell me their names, and I would just – you could just all be anonymous. That would be easier for everyone. Uh, Bruce, um, thank you for your service. Um, you know, Gek, I appreciate you for your service. You're out here I was going to make everybody. some. I was going to make some joke that alluded back to you um, – jerking off in the helicopter but I couldn't think of anything quickly enough so I just sincerely thanked you for your service couldn't come up with a catchy punchline for the uh, inner jerk off huh <laughs> um nah you're a cool guy Bruce I appreciate you uh calling I hope you find something to to do with your life that makes you happy I don't believe that there's no resolution to this I think that the, even the mere fact that you are on an upwards trajectory from where you were before and now you have an have a hope for the future. I think if you just keep tinkering around, hopefully something will will catch your your interest. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. I have a feeling I'll probably find it outside of the country. Yeah, I think so too, man. Check out I'm always on Airbnb looking at like Bali. Like how cheap could I live in Bali or any of these other places? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible i mean you have places like the philippines too where all the natives speak english and everything costs about a quarter of the price well bruce go jack off in your own bed you deserve it i will gek i will take care love you love you too this is uh this is why i do the podcast man you get to talk to all kinds of people about jerking off in all kinds of places hey folks this episode is sponsored by better help Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Hello? Hey, what's up? Hey, this is Yeah, who is this? Hey, this is Paul. Paul, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, I don't much. Just sitting here. I was watching Dragon Ball Z until your stream came on. You know, just killing. You were watching Dragon Ball Z. What episode of Dragon Ball Z? Um, like three episodes from the end of the Frieza saga. You know, I know that it's like the most. I know it's like the most popular thing ever, but I've actually never watched an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Really. It's almost yeah. hard to believe. Like even if you just watch random cartoons as a kid, it's the uh, episode or two. <laughs> well, I kind of look like a fat version of that one green guy. What's his name? Oh, there's a few of those. Piccolo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You people call me that Piccolo, uh, Piccolo Gecko cosplay. Yeah. I I guess I look like a I I look like a combination of him and Boo. <laughs> Yeah, but a, a badass version, right? So, what did you say your name was again? Uh, Paul. Paul. Um, Paul, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, so I guess the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about, just because I thought it was more interesting than my other day-to-day problems, uh, was that um, in a, I kind of got myself into a situation where I'm part of like uh, living a let's phrase like a double life here <laughs> uh so i grew up uh conservative christian and most of my friends are conservative if they're not christians uh but the last uh year or so i've uh, been in uh the bdsm community uh where i live I gotta say, I don't know if you mentioned this already, but uh, you said that you are a trucker in Alaska? 
Yeah. You are part of a BDSM community in Alaska. I am, yeah. It's too cold for BDSM over there. It is, yeah. Well, I'm I'm currently in uh, Washington for the winter for exactly that reason. <laughs> so, I mean, are, do you? So, there are clubs in Alaska. There's like dungeons in Alaska where where people go to tie each other up and fuck each other. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's less of the big. I think I haven't been to any, but I think in uh, bigger cities they just have open clubs all the time where you can just kind of go in and do the. BDSM stuff, but here it's more of a public, uh, normal meetings, just the meet and greet, and then people have private parties and stuff once you're at the point where you're trustworthy and everything, and you find somebody you want to play with. So you are, um, do you still identify as a conservative Christian? Yeah. Interesting. Do, do, uh, does conservative christian values and uh bdsm shit do that do they conflict yeah they they pretty much on opposite ends of the spectrum for the most part uh but i'm kind of a i I can see both points of view so depending on uh, which group of people i'm with at any given time i just kind of find myself agreeing with whatever uh let's say you're with um i would love to hear your perspective on BDSM sex from as a as a conservative Christian. Okay. Uh well I like that uh you can just kind of relax. Uh so I am more often than not uh, identify as a submissive. So it's kinda nice to let somebody else take control. I would say. And it's less uh, there's not actually that much sex in the play I was doing. It's more uh, like, you know, beatings and tying people up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that God doesn't want you to tie people up and spank them on the ass? Uh, and yeah, I would say that uh, to a point anyways. I think the biggest conflict is not so much the actual well it's kind of the actual act now that I think about it <laughs> why do you think God doesn't like that what is it that, about it that bothers him I think that it's a uh, gateway to more hedonistic behavior uh, in your day to day life which, uh, in my opinion, you know, it's good in doses, uh, but I think it leads to a mindset where you're prioritizing uh, your personal uh, physical pleasures over other more important things in your life to the point where if, uh, where it becomes almost an addiction of, like, I have to be feeling good all of the time, uh, or I can't function do you feel like you neglect important things in your life to feel good yeah uh i try not to do that all the time but that's definitely something i struggle with what's something recently that you feel like you neglected to get 
whipped? <laughs> uh, well, putting uh, my one group of friends on hold for one thing, because, you know, the two don't really mesh, so I've kind of distanced myself from uh, the people I uh, love and care about a lot uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, these... I get another group of people. Tell me about I these friends about. In, in both groups. Uh, so the older friends, uh, they're, and it's not like a group of like super hardcore Christians were like, oh, it's, you know, we all, we, we hate the other group, but it's just more of a core value type of thing. Uh, most of them don't actually go to a church that kind of like me where they grew up Christian and now they're just conservative other than uh, one friend that I have who's basically the perfect Christian in my opinion. What makes him the perfect Christian? Uh, he just has the ability to uh, get along with people, even if he doesn't agree with uh, what they stand for. And he just has an amazing way of, uh, oh, it's hard to describe, like he'll just put uh, himself or put others before himself in all situations, but he's able to maintain a balance of like, not just being a pushover at the same time, mm. which is something I would like to be able to do, but I, I kind of go one way or the other. I'm either doing whatever anybody says, or I'm getting to an unhealthy mindset where I just get tired of being pushed around, and then I don't look out for anybody except myself, and then I kind of go back and forth between those two mindsets. Mm. Uh, it's very interesting because a lot, of, uh, nothing of what you've told me so far has really been anything about God. It's just about like yeah. um, personal human values. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm not a hard practicing Christian, I would say, or a hardcore Christian. I go to church occasionally, uh, but mm-hmm. it's I don't know. It's more about the community of people that I'm around. Hmm. Um, now, do your conservative Christian friends know about your BDSM life? Uh, some of them do, yeah. Okay. Why do you feel like there's a conflict? Well, uh, the main conflict actually comes from the other end of things with the the BDSM community. Uh, because I'm not out as a conservative, because, uh, you know, they're kind of conflicting, and I, I don't judge people for what they do. I just vote <laughs> differently than them. But over there, at least in our community, any mention of uh, being conservative <laughs> or Christian or anything like that, they yeah. don't like it at all. They kind of gang up on people. You don't want, you don't want, where everybody, yeah. You don't want your BDSM. But, friends to know that uh that you voted for trump yeah exactly yep. <laughs> um well um ha huh. you're uh you're you're a peculiar little cookie uh, <laughs> yeah i've been told that a few times so um i mean like uh, 
Tell me, okay, so I feel like I, I learned a little bit about your Christian friends. Tell me more about your BDSM friends. Uh, so, my uh, now ex, but until recently, my girlfriend was actually one of the community leaders who hosts uh, parties and events and meet and greets and stuff like that. What happens? Uh, we just had uh, different outlooks on what future could bring i guess we started as a it was a polyamorous relationship so she already had a long-term partner and going into it uh, i didn't know if i'd like it or not doing the polyamory thing uh then it, it turned out that i didn't like it mm -hmm. so that was the main reason but when we started she uh and her long-term partner were just uh partners and then uh all of a sudden one day she just dropped the ball that they were getting married which didn't really sit well with me uh, mm -hmm. so I kind of broke it off what is it that draws you to um, the sort of alternative lifestyle polyamory BDSM community uh, it's fun and everybody you know there's a lot of naked people so that's always enjoyable You know what? I uh, guess it doesn't have to really be deeper than that. Yeah, that's you know that's that's the main part of it. Okay. And everybody's what draws just really you, happy. What draws you to uh, Donald Trump and uh, the conservative stuff? Um, I think because being having more conservative values is what I want to focus on in my day-to-day -day life. And just the direction that I think personally that, you know, I don't have all the answers, but the, the direction I think personally that uh, the values we should be focusing on and the direction the country should go. So I guess I kind of view that as like my, you know, my blue collar day to day mindset. And then the BDSM stuff is like on the weekends uh, to decide. Now, what uh, uh, what do you what do you consider to be? Well, how would you define those values? Those those uh values that you would like to see more of um just more of a uh ooh. no i had all the answers to that until you asked me that question and <laughs> now, now i have to think about it uh i guess a lot some of it is uh like financially uh I think the conservative lifestyle uh, goes is makes more sense to me financially. Yeah, just ah, I'm terrible. At do you have a? Do you do you? <laughs> it's okay if you don't have an answer to this question, but uh, okay, yeah, I, mean, I don't have an answer. <laughs> okay, well, uh, can I can I say, can I say something? Yeah. If you don't have an answer to this question, like, maybe, like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, what, what, what is, what is all of this stuff even coming from? Is this just, like, an identity that you've built 
that you haven't that's really taken a second to, it, to to reconsider or or think more deeply about? Yeah, I would say that's at least uh, part of it because you know that's how I grew up, so it's a core part of my identity. Okay, this core part of your identity. This is a genuine question. I'm not trying to look, look, look. I'm not here to f- the fucking what uh, you know tell anybody to do anything. But this core part of your identity does does it continue to serve you well in your life? I'm not saying you need to have the answer to that question immediately, but it's something to think about. Yeah. I would say that it does in terms of uh, it drives me. It's one of the things that uh, motivates me and drives me to keep going forward in the way that I want to live my life in terms of uh, looking to the future in terms of where I want to be in like five or ten years career-wise and... Uh, how I want to go about starting uh, a family one day, I suppose. Um, I mean, this is a funny thing because you're just talking about self improvement. You're just talking. You're just talking about personal values. You're not even really talking about God or about politics or any of this stuff. You're really just talking about, like I said, personal values and self improvement. Yeah. So why do you? Because I don't want to piss anybody off. That's the scene. (laughs) I don't know. I I guess I don't want to talk about it because a lot of the time when I start talking about it, I get called a bigot or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which I don't Uh, think you do, but you'll do. But uh, I guess that's part of my hesitation why I'm not really used to talking about it. So, I, so okay, so then when I asked you these questions before, were you not answering them because you were afraid to talk about it or because you genuinely didn't have an answer? A little bit of both. Uh, a little bit of uh, not wanting to talk about it, a little bit of brain fart. Okay. Um, well, again, I'll, 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 I'll leave it at the question of whether or not these things continue to serve you. And I, only you can really answer that question. But yeah. it's worth thinking about. Yeah, I agree. Especially if um, you're entering all these different communities and, and, and universes and trying to find a, a universe that makes you feel uh, happy to to exist in. You know what I'm saying? A little mm-hmm. bit? Yeah. Um. Did you storm the Capitol on January 6th? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paul. Well, let's see. Paul, is there anything else I should know about you or anything else you want to talk about in this scenario? In this in this in this conversation? No, I guess not. Just uh you know. Yeah, great show. Paul, Paul, <laughs> I want you to you know what, Paul? I I I want to challenge you. I actually think that you should start the first Christian BDSM club. <laughs> I really do. I really I really want to challenge you to to think deeply about whether or not your values truly are as 
in conflict with one another as you think they are. Because, look, uh, if you found out that there was a Christian BDSM club, I mean, you'd be the first one in line in the morning. So there's others like you out yeah. there. So throw, uh, the, the, throw it out there. You know, you could be on the cusp of something, something beautiful. Who knows? Something great, you know? <laughs> I mean, just imagine. I mean, by the way, by the way, Nothing kinkier than getting nailed to a cross. That is true. <laughs> you could say Jesus uh, was the first. That could be cool. You could have a like a Jesus nailed to the cross with the uh, the gimp mask on, and you're whipping him. <laughs> do you should do all right. If you don't do this, I'm gonna do this. So um, you gonna do I that? I look forward. Oh well, when you uh, do that, I'll I'll be the first one on the door. <laughs> uh, Paul, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Uh, nope. Other than just uh, thanks for uh, having me. Uh, if nothing else. It felt good to talk about it to somebody. You know, it's not really a problem I can talk about out loud to most people. All right. Take care, Paul. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Lyle. It's perfect, man. The um, the 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 symbol for Christianity is a BDSM sex position. Getting nailed to a cross and whipped and fucked and jizzed on. It's an idea. It's an idea. Hey guys, it's Lyle here. I'm about to do some ad reads, but if you're a premium member of the podcast, you will not hear them. Premium members, or Gek Legends, as I like to call them, get access to every episode of this podcast ad-free. They also get bonus episodes, recordings for my live shows, members-only streams, and they support my ability to keep doing this show for a long time, do it in cooler, more interesting places, and also eat food, which is important. If any of that sounds cool to you, you can go to therapygecko.supercast.com to become a Gek legend or find the link in the episode description. All right, let's do some ads. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. 
Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Hello. What's up, dude? Hi, who's this? This is the gecko guy from the internet. Oh my god, Lyle, what up, man? What's up, dude? What's your name? My name is Devin. How are you? Devin, I'm good. Have we ever spoken before? We have. I got engaged at your Portland live show. Oh, fuck. Yeah, homie. What's Damn. up? Yeah, dude. Holy shit. I, I remember that. Yeah. My fiance, son, and I are just playing Fortnite. I'll, I'll put it on pause. Well, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I, I doing good. How are you? Tell me more about that now. I'm trying to remember. This is at Mississippi um, Studios. It was in Portland. Yeah, yeah. So um, we ended up going to the Mississippi Studios. It was funny because we actually had VIP tickets and we had no idea where to go because we were buying drinks. And like last second, I had it all planned out. And I was like, I'm going to text Lyle. I'm going to ask if I can go up on stage. And you texted me back and you're like, let's do it. And then, like, yeah. it all hit, and it was super real, and I was like, oh, God. And then I got up there, and uh, you had a Jewish leather daddy that yeah, just converted to Judaism. And yeah. after the show, he asked if we wanted to, if he could marry us and officiate us. Wait, um, really? And yeah, really. Did he? Yeah, like, right before, uh, no. <laughs> we're friends on Instagram. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't he, have let him do that either. I'll be real. He's actually invited, man. He's a cool dude. Wait, like, really? Wait, that's yeah. so cool. By the way, I didn't say that to be mean to that guy. It was just I was just trying to. Be no, funny, but, no, um, no, no. Uh, for, so for context, for the funny. for the context of people listening, I mean, I guess I'm not going to add any further context with what I'm about to say. But yeah, there was this dude in like all leather, like BDSM gear, who came up on stage <laughs> to talk about converting to Judaism, which was the most random thing a guy dressed like that could have possibly talked about. <laughs> um. And uh, he was one of the people that came up on stage that night. And then there was you and, and your fiance. And so you just started hanging out with that guy after the show. And now he's invited to your wedding. Uh, yeah. So we actually started talking on Instagram. And like he's super cool. And strangely, he knows like a couple of my friends. Uh, I live further south, like near Eugene, if anyone's in Oregon. Um, and he knows quite a few people that I know. And I'm like, oh, wow. What a small world. That's, That's cool. cool, man. So, Goddamn. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, well, also, I was curious about this because, um, is your wife was she a fan of the show or was she like, why the fuck did you pick this gecko guy's live show to do to do this at? So it's actually really funny. I used to work um, at Office Depot, and one of my associates always had his Spotify on and your podcast always popped up. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And finally, like I quit the job and I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, there's this dude 
I'm looking for like new podcasts and he was dressed as a gecko and he was like, therapy gecko. I was like, cool. So I started listening to you and I was working nights and one day I had it open and she happened to listen to it to like through my phone. Yeah. Um, and she was like, wow, he's really funny. And then you start popping up on our algorithm yeah. and we just kind of got hooked, man. We were like, you're super great. You oh, really thanks, help man. people. Yeah, and like her mom Thanks, listens man. now, and my mom listens. All right, cool. So, so, listens. so she's, so <laughs> she's. Oh, your grandma listens to that. I. Uh, all right, I'll say cunt less. Um, nah, nah. She. Uh, she. So, so. All right, so she. So she both. You guys are both um, into the pocket. All right, that's cool, man. That's cool. How's everything going? Yeah. Or is how's the how's being married? Is it exactly the same as before? Um. No, actually, it's pretty awesome. Like, um. I had started a new, not really a new job, but like a new location. And when I was introducing myself to the team, I was like, hey, I'm married. Instead of being like, yeah, I got this girlfriend back home. It is right. what it is, you know. It's nice. So uh, it kind of feels a little better, you know, nice. a little more air nice. of relief. But like, nice. yeah, it's nice. So. Did the leather guy try to convert you to Judaism? Like, was he trying to get you to have a Jewish wedding? No. No, but I have been, I've been dabbling my feet. I've been kind of looking at Judaism and I'm like, huh. Yeah. This is kind of interesting, you know? Really? Okay. What, tell, what, uh, what's, what's catching your interest? Honestly, so where I live, there's a huge sense of community and I'm like, huh, that's something that's really cool compared to like all the different sects of like Christianity, you know, like just all these different runs of people that are like, I'm Mormon or I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, nah, we're just, we're Jewish and we're hanging out. We're having really good times together and just keeping it real. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. I feel like, um, growing up, I always felt like I, you know, like, like Mormons and and Christians, they were always trying to like get folks, but, um, Mm -hmm. Jews, we, we're not really out there. We're not knocking on doors. You know, no, um, no. I grew up in a town full of Jehovah Witnesses, and most of yeah. them were on our doorstep every weekend. Yeah, that's a that that that's what that's what in our culture we would call a whole thing. Um. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, oh, you know what? You texted me, Devin, and you. Uh, this is why I called you. You texted me because you said you wanted to talk about. Christmas versus Hanukkah movies? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually wanted to ask you what you think is the worst Christmas movie or special versus the worst Hanukkah Hanukkah movie slash special. And I can't really think of very many. many. There's not that many. I mean, there's there's like um, the Rugrats. I was literally about to say there's the Rugrats. I don't know what dude is jewish from the rugrats that made that happen but yeah there's the rugrats well the rugrats have a hanukkah one and they also they the rugrats did all the jewish stuff because they got a hanukkah one and a passover one yeah cool. yeah um, the passover else? one rocks yeah what else um, um eight crazy nights for, adam sandler i actually have never seen that movie but i remember wanting to watch it as a kid and my mom wouldn't let me we watched it last night with our son he's nine i feel like it's okay <laughs> it's a mm. great movie um, I don't know if I have a worst Christmas movie. I have a best one. I have my favorite one. Let's hear it. Lay it the on Polar, me. The Polar Express, of course. No way. Yeah, dude. No For way, lot, Lyle. Yeah, 
Yeah, a lot. That's apparently, my people. My grandma's favorite movie. That's your like, favorite movie. Favorite Christmas movie. That's that's our favorite Christmas movie together. We watch it every year together. Fuck your fiance, dude. Why don't we get married then? Dude, what up? Let's do it. <laughs> we could do this. Um, Let's do it. I like you know the Polar Express is a great movie because it you it it really is like it's one night. It's uh, uh you know this beautiful cozy town. Um, there's like horror elements. The 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 girl doesn't have her ticket, so the um, conductor takes her out to murder her. But you find out he doesn't murder her. He just gives her hot chocolate. The hot chocolate in the movie it looks so good. Uh, what else? I mean, it's a beautiful. Uh, everyone in the movie, the movie just makes you want to cry the whole time because it's just, it's like a a nice old. It's just a bunch of nice old guys. The the conductor. And the, um, you know, you have all those really nice people just together on one train. And it's like, man, that's magic right there. Of all the people I would be most disappointed to find out as a pedophile, it would definitely be the conductor of the Polar Express. What about the kid with the glasses? The weird little nasally kid. What if he grew up and was a pedophile? It'd be pretty gross. Um, him. I don't know. I don't care about him and his fictional life at all. Hey, man, I also had another question. Yeah. Just because I'm looking at something right now. What do you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger's Turbo Man? I don't know what that is. Like Jingle All the Way. I don't know what that is. Really? No. So it's a movie about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger dressing up as like a Power Ranger superhero guy and saving his kid at a parade. It's got Sinbad in it. He's a postman that really wants to blow people up. Yeah, it's, I think it's a Christmas um, movie. I think I would probably rather watch a YouTube video about um, seven things you missed in the Kingdom Hearts three trailer than watch that. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I could. See um, that. What's the best Hanukkah movie? There's no Hanukkah. There's not a big market for Hanukkah movies. I don't think that it's. Um, Why not? Well, because there's like two Jewish people. That's fair. Well, I mean, they made movies about like um uh I mean like hmm I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of like any good Hanukkah movies. I know there's like a few specials, but I don't even think there's a, a few. Pretty... I can't I can only name we so far we've only named two. Hanukkah media. That's true. Hmm. We should make a push for that. Eh. You want to make a Hanukkah movie? Eh, that's a whole thing. Well, it is a whole thing. What else? You could teach me about Hanukkah. You sound like you know more and about fucking Hanukkah than I do, man. Nah, dude. I, I'm only learning what I know from a dude up in Portland that wears leather. Yeah, that guy definitely knows a thing. That guy probably has a crazy hanukkah that that leather guy he probably lights all the candles of a of the menorah and then uses it to burn the fuck out of his back in like a crazy <laughs> he probably drips menorah candle wax in his asshole is that a thing yeah probably i know that like grinch porn is a thing what's grinch porn oh like rule 34 like, like porn of the grinch no like no, so my fiance used to work at the adult shop, and they sell Grinch costumes, like the um, green Grinch guy. 
and people mm-hmm. dress up as the Grinch and do that stuff. Totally well, I guess thing. that's I guess that's not any weirder than having sex in a gecko costume. That's fair. How many times have you done it in the gecko costume? What's your name again? You don't have to tell me. My name's Devin, but you don't have to tell me. Devin. Um, whose kid is the kid? Is it a kid that you guys had together, or is it like a stepchild? Uh, he is my stepson. Oh, cool, man. What? Uh, yeah. How's so? Is it? Is it? Is he like full time? With you guys, or is he? Does he see yeah. like his 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 other dad, or is nah. it just you two raising him together? Just us, which is pretty cool. I that mean, is pretty cool. The yeah, yeah. He uh, he definitely full time. Uh, he's full time here and one hundred percent ours. So likes all the That's same awesome. stuff we do, and yeah. Do you guys have a but, Christmas tree up? We do. What's After the favorite? call, I can send you a picture of it. What's your favorite ornament on the tree? Um, hmm. Right now, so we had this, like, I'm looking at one of our tiny trees. We have a rainbow one. Um, It's got a little, like, star on top. But on top of the star, it's got a wizard hat and a beard. That one's probably my favorite right now. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, do you Do you guys... uh? Hmm. Bro, that's so cool that uh you made friends with that with that leather guy and that he's gonna be at your wedding. I'm stoked about that. Yeah. I love I love that kind of sh- I love that kind of shit. I've like dude, I actually um I met I've like met the I I did a show in Japan mm. and I met this couple a few shows later. I forget which country I was in. But they, there was the couple. It was like these two people who came to my Japan show together. Mm-hmm. Came to one of my shows in this other country, and I was like, "Oh shit, I remember you guys." And they were like, "Yeah, we 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 we're together now. We met at your show." And I think that's whoa, happened whoa, whoa. a few times where people like will meet at the show and like become friends and you know do all this shit. So you know that, that I think that's hella cool. So I'm glad that you're friends with. Does he have a name? I keep calling him Jewish Leather Guy. I feel like I should call him his name. I don't remember. I just look at his picture on Instagram. I'm like, hey, I know you. We did. On, we met on Instagram, another person. Does he have, on Instagram, does he have a bunch of pictures of him in, like, leather? Does he have a picture of himself with a leather kippah? I believe so, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yes. I think it was posted <laughs> a couple of days ago. I'll have to That's look really again. Funny. It's been a minute. That's really funny. Um, we were shopping a couple, like a few weeks after your show and someone that we had also met in line to talk to you with worked at a local store and they were like, Hey, I know you. And I'm like, excuse you, who are you? And they're like, you were at therapy gecko. We talked in line. Oh, cool. I was like, what, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, man, you don't remember me. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't, I really don't. I wanted to do a shout out. If she's listening, her and her fiance or, husband or boyfriend or whoever i'm really sorry that i forgot who you were it's all right i forget people all the time and uh you know it's fine people get upset and then you just you know you live your life you go to sandwich hey i had a question also another one i'm sorry what's up how do you deal with like all these people that are just 
so upset all the time. Um, like upset at me? No, no, just like upset in general. Like sometimes on your show you have a lot of happy people, and you get like a lot of sad people that are just like existential and really rough. And I'm like, hey man, why? You know, like let's just chill. Bro, I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot lately uh, because we've had a lot of like crazy calls like that. And, um, dude, I don't know. I think I just like at this point, I, I, I feel like I'm showing up to, you know, this like, you know, I'm showing up to work. I'm like doing the thing. I'm this is this is what I do. This is the show. And sometimes it's it's a little bit, uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, more dense than others and um you know at the end of the day I, I think that having these these dense conversations and having like a regular window into um you know that kind of stuff and and, and a window into the way that people are feeling even if the, those feelings are negative I think that that's a helpful thing for me i hope it's a helpful thing for the people that are listening and so um even on the days where i'm just like fuck i don't know if i can do this shit uh you know we just we do it and uh and we sell t-shirts hey man that's pretty cool that's pretty noble honestly like i sell coffee all day and my highlights are like besides coming home just telling people like i hope this makes you feel better today Whereas, like, you're able to actually give them full-on advice, and the the chat is awesome all the time. So thank you as well. I just think that's cool. I think you guys do a really cool thing, and I'm glad to be a part of that community. So, Devin, man, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? You know, I do. Stop making your drink order so complicated. We don't like it. All right, I'll stop. Everyone. No, I just like it. a little bit of almond milk. That's it. I just like almond milk. Just a quarter spoon of almond milk. Just a quarter spoon of I almond milk. That'll work for me. Hey, thank you for the kind yeah. words, Devin. It means a lot. And uh, 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 mazel tov to you and uh, your family. Take care, man. Hey, happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas, guys. Take care, dude. Bye. I could do a. We could do a Christmas. I mean, a Hanukkah movie. We could do a Hanukkah movie. I could do the the. How the Gex stole Hanukkah. I like that. It's just me shoving candles up my ass. Hello, folks. It's Lyle here. That's the end of this episode. But get this. I'm releasing a bonus episode this week. That's right. An entire extra hour of the podcast that you can listen to by becoming a premium member of Therapy Gecko over at therapygecko.supercast.com. Supercast subscribers get access to bonus episodes. They get a completely ad-free podcast feed of the regular show. They get recordings from my live shows, members-only streams, and they help support my ability to continue doing this podcast. So here's a clip from this week's members-only bonus episode. You texted me and you said, um, I'd like to talk about how I came for the first time. The day that my grandfather died. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, my, uh, honestly, my grandpa, like, died. You know, you know whatever happens. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're, you're, this happened a couple weeks ago? Yeah. This, uh, he died on 
October 28th. You came for the first time a couple weeks ago? Listen, listen, listen. There's some backstory to this, okay? There's backstory to this. All right, I'm listening. I'm listening. If you want to hear this full conversation, you can sign up to become a premium member at therapygecko.supercast.com or find the link in the episode description. That's therapygecko.supercast.com. All right, I have nothing else to say. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.